it, it, I mean, yeah, I, I was saying to you guys before we started recording, I, 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 I cannot express enough the, the difference in difficulty to me between swinging and polyamory. It's, it is an exponential difference in, in, in difficulty. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 166. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Dave and Shannon. Both of them have explored non-monogamy a little bit in previous relationships, but together they are exploring polyamory, and they're pretty vulnerable about it being new and a work in progress. Yeah, it's a great conversation, and it's probably one uh, part one of a, a multiple part series because as they talk about, like they're sort of at the beginning of the journey, um, at least in terms of the the polyamory piece of it they've they've done some more like casual swinging and that type of stuff but yeah the poly is new and and they're definitely uh growing into it so it's it's a great conversation and and just thank you to them for reaching out and for coming on before we jump into their interview, we do have a couple of quick announcements as normal. Uh, the first one is our Power of Witness collaboration with Catherine of Expansive Connection. You may have noticed the last few Fridays, another episode has been dropping. And these are uh, a collaboration where we bring on four couples that have previously been on the show and they sit and do a group co coaching session with Catherine live on the podcast and everyone else that's there we witness what the the group coaching session and then we give them feedback this is a very powerful uh, and vulnerable experience for all of us and Finn and I are involved as well we give feedback at the end of each episode and this coming Friday is episode five um, with Laura and Casey and you can listen to it without the previous ones, but I highly encourage you to go back and start at the beginning and listen to the whole series. There's two more episodes to drop, this one on Friday, and then next one will be the takeaways next week. Yeah, it has been, yeah, it was a great experience for both of us. Um, it, it impacted us and our relationship pretty pretty drastically that we didn't even expect. And Definitely. we didn't even really go through the full thing. We were just kind of there uh you know being a part of it on the periphery so definitely check it out and if you have been listening to it let us know what you think we'd love to hear some feedback you can uh send us a message over at normalizingnonmonogamy.com on the contact us page again we'd love to love to hear what you think and just a quick reminder too Catherine is running additional power of witness group coaching sessions this spring so you can go that to are not part of our show they don't you don't have to come on our show and do this publicly for it exactly you can be involved and be a part of her group without being on our show um but go to our website follow the links to go find out more information and sign up for that yeah uh one a couple more quick things a huge huge thank you and shout out to our patreon supporters uh we love you all and you're amazing thank you for building an awesome community a couple of dates for you uh the women's group is uh february 10th the men's group is february 16th and our next q a or monthly discussion group uh, will be february 24th 
all of those dates will be on our website and also we'll talk more about patreon in the outro yeah if you're, if you're, if you're listening confused, to this and you're like what the hell is a patreon well we'll tell you what a patreon is but we're not going to do it now because we want you to get into the interview um but in short it's a fantastic community that has kind of come up around the show and we're super thrilled about it so stay tuned for more on that Separate from Patreon, we also host monthly virtual meet and greets, and our next one is going to be on February 20th. That's a Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific or 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, we'd love to have you join us. Again, we'll talk more about this in the outro, but if you want more information, these are only $10 to sign up. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the meet and greet tab for more info. Yeah, and the last thing we just wanted to throw out there because it's been a pretty exciting revelation. <laughs> uh, the service that we use to do STD testing Uh, we've used them for a few years and you've probably heard us talk about it on the show in the past if you've listened is a service called stdcheck.com and there are links in the show notes and links in the podcast player uh, to get over there and save ten dollars off of that but the exciting news about that is they dropped their price from 199 dollars to 139 dollars for a 10 panel test which is super super affordable and with our discount code it will be 129 instead of 139 so um we again this is a service we use we love it it's really discreet and easy you basically sign up online you go into one of the national labs like LabCorp or quest you give them you know blood and everything else that they need and you're on your way usually in a few minutes and it's just yeah it's fantastic you don't have the awkward conversations with your doctor or or maybe you can't have this conversation with your doctor because it's like a family doctor. I don't know. Whatever it is, this is easier, um, at least we found, and we love it. So we just thought we'd share that awesome news on the price drop. And with that? Yeah. And also, really quick, sorry, using those links does, the, the links to get the discount does support the show financially. And we appreciate that. We like to be transparent about it. So yes. thank, thank you, you in advance. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and with that, let's jump into the show. Well, welcome. Uh, Dave and Shannon, Shannon and Dave, mm-hmm. to the podcast. We're super excited to have you. Uh, or, you know, we we were talking to Shannon ahead. She said we're better off if we'd have waited till midnight to do this because that's when you really loosen up and start talking. <laughs> but we're gonna make the most of it. So thank you for being here, both and, of you. And thanks for reaching out to us. I know yeah. Dave, you sent us some voicemails on your road trip recently, and that yeah. was a delight to get. So thank you for reaching out, and we're excited to talk to you. Yeah, well, I, I feel like I know you guys so well already because you spent so much time in my car with me driving across the country. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's actually a shame that we have that we're doing this on headphones because Banjo, my dog, would probably recognize your voices too if he could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he listened to you a lot as well. Well, it's good to have the canine fans as well. Yes, exactly. they're one of our biggest demographics. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, thank you for being here. Uh, do you mind each of you introducing yourselves for the listeners? Um, hi, my name is Shannon. Um, I reside in Denver with my wonderful partner, Dave. We are uh, poly and open and excited to be on this podcast that we've gotten the pleasure to listen to for the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave. Um, and uh, pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, as an overview of, of who we are in terms of our journey in ethical non-monogamy, um, Shannon mentioned that we are we're, we're polyamorous, but we are very recently uh, polyamorous. We we have a long history uh, with non-monogamy, but mostly uh, I guess you would categorize on the swinging side of the spectrum. And uh, then we have recently gone through some 
some challenges and uh, decided to uh, open ourselves up further and really just go for it all the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what we're exploring right now and um, figuring that out together. That's super exciting. And again, thank you for for coming on to to share it. And we're excited to sort of pick it all apart and and learn about it. So we know a little bit that you both have sort of independent journeys that have brought you, before you came together a couple of years ago, you were sort of each exploring non-monogamy uh, previous to your relationship. Yeah. I guess whichever one of you thinks makes the most sense. To go first. To go first, maybe <laughs> share share your background. I'll that. start. Okay. Um, so as I'm sure many like, you know, bisexual-ish girls started off experience experimenting with, you know, girlfriends and things like that. And then um, I had my you first... You went to college. I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I sure did. I had a really good time. And um, had my, my first actual uh, relationship with a woman um, in 2016. Um, and I was like the, the unicorn of, um, a couple that like was my first actual real relationship with a woman. I was more involved with her than I was with him. Um, we fell in love. Um, we dated for a year and a half until I decided to move from Philadelphia out here to Denver. And it was a kind of happenstance meeting this could be very long-winded and you might need to edit it because this is kind of going to be diarrhea of the mouth and you're not going to believe the story. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so I dated a guy for uh, five years who lived in New York City while I was in North Jersey. Um, he was a shithole of a boyfriend. He, I found out um, right after we broke up that his best friend from college was dating this woman and her and I had met. And so it was like, our boyfriends were best friends. And this girl was never very nice to me. And I was like, why doesn't this girl like me? Like, our boyfriends are best friends. Like, they went to college together. Everything should be copacetic and great. Um, and after I break up with him, like, two weeks later, I go to their house to hang out. And she tells me that, like, three years ago, before her and her current boyfriend got together, that her and my boyfriend hooked up for a whole entire weekend while they were out here in actually Denver seeing fish together. And she was never nice to me because she was like, I'm holding this huge secret from this girl. And so the night that she tells me this, I'm at her house with her um, now husband. Um, and she tells me this. And I was like, my first reaction was like, Oh, like he's an asshole. We should all fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like to get revenge. revenge. Yeah. Revenge. Nice. That's um, the best kind of threesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is it? I've never had a revenge three, so I feel like I'm missing out now. Wow! And now, really quick, this was after college, right? This, this was, was af yep. after you moved out of Philadelphia. No, you so, said you. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Sorry. So I went to college from 2004 till 2010. As I said, I had a really good time in college. It took me a couple of years extra to graduate. Um, and then I was living in Philly, um, pursuing a second uh, career, and um, so yeah, this was in 2016. So I graduated. At, from college in 2010. Okay. Um, and you had then dated that guy for the five years and then broke after, up with yeah. him and then met this couple. And yeah. that's where well, I had met now. the couple, like, you know, previously you know, I met the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I was like, Oh, we should all hook up. And that was like the beginning of our relationship. Um, there was, they ended up getting married. There was four people at the wedding, them two, me and the photographer. Hmm. Um, I picked out his, I, you know, him and I went shopping. I got her already. It was like a very like thruply kind of situation. 
Um, and then we broke up because I moved out to Denver. So this was, so you've had sort of two thruple experiences, one in college and then one post-college. Well, in college, it was more not like thruple, but in college, it was more just like making out with my girlfriends. Yeah, I think she was just talking, okay. she was just talking about college about was when she started experimenting with women. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. So my okay. first thruple experience was with this couple. The revenge thruple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which became a relationship. Yeah, which like a very serious relationship. Yeah. And like, we still all love each other, but you know. But you didn't really have any like framework or previous, like it was, you just sort of like fell into it. Like by, like you said, by happenstance. Mm-hmm. Had you ever, had you ever had a threesome before with them? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> but since then I've had a couple. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you just you were just wanting to it just felt it sounds like it just felt right like what did you you didn't have any framework for this how did you feel how did you know so what I'd, to do, I'd I always kind of had a crush on on the gentleman and and his and his wife is pretty hot so I don't know it just felt natural it felt right she had never been with a girl before um I am seven years younger than they are not like that matters but I kind of felt like taking the lead yeah I think it's I think what's really cool about that story though is it lasted you know it sounded like a number of years before you and then you moved out here so like by all measures like and you said you still love each other like it was a success like your first go at it like had a great time it worked out really well and and it just sort of parted ways because of you know geography Yes, I would say it was successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was pretty hetero, like just dated shithole dudes. <laughs> I know how to pick them. No. Um, <laughs> her, yeah, her ex-boyfriends are all terrible. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, it, uh, gives Dave, me, but... it gives me a ton of confidence because whenever I meet one of her ex-boyfriends, I'm always like, Wow, you really upgraded. You really upgraded with me. I was going to say, well, yeah, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, Dave, if history is any, any going to repeat itself, you maybe need to check Uh yourself. Uh I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. I'm sure Uh you're a good guy. We'll find out. We'll find out by the end of the interview. Sure. (laughs) Um, All right. So, so then, should I go? Yeah. So that's that was my first like open experience mm-hmm. yeah so you you dated a bunch of guys when you moved to denver and like kind of dated around and then you met dave so dave and i met on a it's called jam cruise it is a music festival on a boat and well, wait 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 i feel like i should tell i feel like i should tell my background before we get to yeah don't ruin together. the ending shannon <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a little eager <laughs> all right let's okay. let's hear it dave okay so um uh, I, I I had a lot of I had I had a lot of sporadic experiences uh, in my youth. Um, I had I, I think the first threesome I had I was actually a senior in high school. But and the, the first the first like really notable one that stuck with me uh, was with a an older married couple that I knew, and I was probably you know twenty twenty two twenty three years old. And um, traveling around the country, seeing my favorite band, being a being a nomadic hippie, living that lifestyle, and uh, staying with uh, some some friends that I knew through the music scene in um, uh, Pittsburgh, and they kind of seduced me. They 
had uh, they had an open marriage. They were they were non monogamous. I think I think actually I mean and we're talking about you know early two thousand, so kind of ahead of the curve of uh, you know as much more that we know about non monogamy now, and as as much as more as it's out there now, uh, fifteen years later, eighteen years later, whatever it is. Uh, but they, you know, they were polyamorous before it was hip to be polyamorous and kind of seduced me and had a couple of threesomes with them, a uh, man and a woman. And um, they were like my earliest role models of how non-monogamy could work and be successful. And I really took that with me and it stuck with me, even though it was many years before I had another oppor- uh, my own opportunity to really experience it successfully. Uh, I always looked at them as a model because they're still married to this day. So they're very successful. Fast forward years later, I, I you know, I ended up in a, in a relationship, in a monogamous relationship for seven years. Very early in the relationship, I expressed a couple of times that I had this interest in exploring uh, non-traditional relationship models and was just pretty much shut down you know, every time that I brought it up. So I stopped bringing it up and I kind of spent many years feeling really trapped in this monogamous relationship before I finally got up the guts to end it. Break up the engagement? Yeah, break up the engagement after being engaged for like four years without getting married. Um, Just put, you know, just putting it off and putting it off. Um, So after that, I I met my ex-wife and... I knew that I didn't want to, I knew that the next serious relationship that I got into, I wanted to at least have the option of exploring other things and figuring out what could work. So when I met my ex-wife, she was kind of in the same boat. She had been married previously. She had a daughter from that previous marriage. She was bisexual and she'd had a lot of bisexual and threesome experiences when she was younger before she met her ex-husband. And then in that relationship, she was not allowed to to uh, explore that at all. Her her ex husband was was not interested in in letting her bring other women to the bedroom. Was not interested in letting her explore that at all. So she, uh, you know, uh, she pushed that down for years in that marriage. So at the time that we met, we were kind of on the same page of like hey, fuck monogamy. <laughs> Let's, you know, I really like you. I want to be with you. But like, what can we do that's different? How can we, how can we figure out how, how to make this work in a different way? So from the very beginning, uh, we were exploring, we explored non-monogamy with, with threesomes and with other people, um, eventually moving on to other couples. So we were together three and a half years and we had a lot of experiences uh, together, but always you know, always together. Um, I, she, you know, the, the, the marriage ended not having anything to do with our exploration or our non-monogamy, but she was bipolar and an alcoholic. And I didn't realize the depth of her alcoholism when we got together. Um, and it, you know, after we were married, it became apparent and things really, you know, fell apart. Um, so then, yeah. So then, after that, uh, after my divorce, not too long after my divorce, was when Shannon and I met. Jam Cruise. Yes. You guys know about Jam Cruise? Have you ever heard of we it? We do now. 
Uh, it's, and, and, do you want to talk about it? It's the coolest thing in the world. I'll talk to anybody about it all Yeah, time. it's the best part in the world. <laughs> well, maybe, hold on. maybe if, I don't know, from what I've heard from you guys, I don't know, maybe with the exception of Desire. I, I was going to say, yeah, that's a, that's a tall order, but it's, it sounds like a hell of a party. And thank you both for, for sharing, you know, the background and mm-hmm. uh, opening up about that. That's, it's, it's wonderful to hear that you both have actually had pretty successful non-monogamous sort of foundations laid, which is, yeah. is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So then we, so, so, you know, we met under interesting circumstances because, so we met on Jam Cruise. I was probably six months out from, uh, my 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 marriage failing um in fact i the going on jam cruise uh i had you know the the a cabin booked for my wife and i and then divorce started dating and i kind of had this in mind the whole time that i was dating right after my divorce that um you know i i needed to meet somebody to take on these trips that i had planned that i had all these spaces you know because there were multiple trips i actually went to straight to Jamaica from jam cruise to see another band. And I had, you know, spots there for my ex-wife. So I, uh, I, I met this, um, I met this woman. That Where'd, lived, you, where'd you meet her? Um, well, I mean, we have like, uh, internet. well, we have, I mean, technically, I mean, so, so we have a, like a hundred, he was fishing to find a chick's take. No, we have like a hundred common friends. So I've seen this girl on Facebook for a long time through our mutual friends and I reached out. So yes, technically I met her through the internet because I reached out to her on Facebook and asked her out. Um, but you know, at the time I think it was, it was, I thought that it was the best situation for me because I had just gotten out of a marriage and I thought that a long distance relationship would take the pressure off because it couldn't, by definition, it just couldn't get too serious. So I was dating her and I took her on jam cruise and we met Shannon and we all hooked up on jam cruise. And that was like a really, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to pause you. Can you explain Jam Cruise for those people who don't know? The, sure. the Cliff Notes version, Shannon. I know you're excited. So, <laughs> so Jam Cruise is a music festival on a boat where there's probably 25 bands that play on a cruise ship. And they each have like their own headlining spot or whatever different schedule. on. But then there's like super jams and late night jams. And all the musicians that are on the boat are staying on the boat. So everybody plays together and hangs out together. And it's not a cheap thing. So like everybody that's on the boat is kind of like established, if you will. It's like if you've been to a music festival, you see all like the like the gross hippies, like people that pa- they're passed out in the middle of the day. You it don't get rookie parties on jam cruise. Everybody, everybody, you know, knows what they're doing. They're professionals. Um, but so this particular year, so I've been for this this past or this past year was my fourth time. This was Dave's eleventh time, but. Um, my good friends who I met on my first jam cruise, I actually planned their wedding and they, as a thank you for planning their wedding, they brought me on jam cruise the year that we met. And so we're, I'm in line with my two good friends and they are like, Oh, this is a realtor. Like Dave had just sold them a house. And I was like, Oh, who's this dude with this hot pink hair? It's like literally it's hot pink. I had dyed my hair hot pink. Cause it was the like, cause the there's different yeah. theme nights on jam cruise. And one of the nights is like a color night and it was pink this year and his hair was hot pink. And I was like, who is this fool? <laughs> but my best friends are excusing me. So maybe I should give him the time of day. 
and that's when him and I met right. in line on the way onto the boat. Him with his hot pink hair, yeah. it was like shaved in on the sides. It was that so night, bad, so bad. Yeah. She acts like she was like, oh, maybe I should give this guy a chance. Meanwhile, later that night, she like searches me out, comes up to me, <laughs> comes up to me on the pool deck, and just you know, and starts telling me about her Brazilian that she had just gotten before the trip. And I'm like, oh, this girl is into it. Yeah, she yeah so yeah she was she she was she likes to say, oh yeah I you know was introduced to Dave and I was like who the hell is this crazy weirdo with hot pink hair? But then literally several hours later she came up to me on the pool deck. I didn't even remember her. She had to remind me. Yeah, don't you remember you? I was bothering you to give me a pin that you had made. And um, and I so and I, hang on. So on Jam Cruise, people make like uh, memorabilia. So it's like oh, <clears throat> there's different theme nights and he was giving out pins to my friends and he gave me a sticker, which clearly is like way less expensive. <laughs> and that's and a be, slap in the face. For I, had made, I had made hundreds of stickers to give out and then a very few uh, number of pins so that I was, were for friends. And I didn't, she wasn't a friend. I didn't so know. I was giving shit about trying to give me a sticker, not a pin. Yeah. And it was my first Brazilian wax and it was kind of uncomfortable afterwards. So I was talking to anybody that would listen about how uncomfortable it was. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also and, giving and, him and from shit. my perspective, I mean, I, you know, this hot girl is coming up to me on the pool deck and immediately telling me about her Brazilian. I'm like, this girl wants it, you know, like it, it, it's on. This girl deserves a pin. Is yeah. Basically so, what so, I was getting so at. she got a pin is the, uh, is the moral of that story. It's uh, so your so your first threesome was a revenge threesome, and your second one was for a pin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your, sta your standards are your standards are high, Shannon. I love it. Can you tell? Can, can you tell everyone that's listening is that I'm like way hotter than that sounds? <laughs> Please. Uh, that's perfect. Okay, so you give her the pin. So you and you wind up. It sounds like you wound up having a threesome. With yeah, well, your, so we, yeah, day. I mean, it was like the, that was actually like the last night of the of the cruise. I spent the whole I spent the whole week like trying to facilitate the threesome because I because I, as I said when I when she, you know I'm, she came up to me that night, I was like the girl I was with on the on the cruise. We had talked before getting on the cruise about hey, we should find somebody to have a threesome with because we were you know very new together, and I was you know wanting to make sure that she was good with non monogamy. Or else it wasn't even going to work. Um, so when I met Shannon, I was immediately like, "Oh, well, this is the girl. I've just got to make this this happen." And then there was one night, a couple nights into the cruise, that the girl that I was with got sick, and she was sick in bed. And I and found Can Shannon. Can I refresh your memory? Sure. We hooked up on like the the night before, That's and what I'm then saying. she the got sick. Oh, oh, we because we were doing that. So we were kind. We kind of made out. That's right. I forgot. Um, so she had, so when I was trying to facilitate the threesome and I introduced Shannon and the, the, the woman that I would had brought on the cruise and we all hung out in my room. So we all made out in, uh, in our room a little bit. And then the next night, uh, my girlfriend got sick and she stayed in. So then Shannon and I ended up going to this party and this in the, the piano suite and ended up in the hot tub and making out together. And then. And then, yeah, by the last night of the cruise, we had a threesome. And and it was with, with your girlfriend, she was basically all of this had sort of been, like you said, talked about. Like you were both open to exploring this openly, like it wasn't a, a closed dynamic. No, yeah. But so, you know, this and, that, and then that gets us really close to where I think 
you know, a, a, an important part of our, of our journey of our story is, was the learning experience, at least for me, because I, I, I take it very seriously. I, I, you know, in my naivete, I, I, I screwed up, you know, the, the, basically we, we, we ended up in, in this thruple scenario where um, the woman I was dating in LA was coming and visiting almost every weekend for a couple of months um, coming to Denver. Um, but Shannon lives in Denver. So it was very naive to think that this was going to work out as just as a, as a, as a thruple situation where the woman that I was dating in LA was fine and great with us all hanging out together, but not at all. Okay. With me hanging out with Shannon when she wasn't around. And so that's, you know, that was the, the learning experience of not recognizing ahead of time that that was going to create issues, being in the same city and wanting to spend time together without the other person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a hard, especially like you, you know, it sounds like your background with this other woman wasn't years and years of, no, of trust and foundation. It was sort of a new relationship, new relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of thrust into this really sort of like varsity level dynamic. Uh, what you were trying to go for was a, a, a difficult maneuver, especially like, like, yeah, for a, a new relationship. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I would say an impossible maneuver really. Um, but so, you know, I mean, that was, it was a learning experience. I ended up, you know, we, we got to the point where we spent so much time together, all three of us that once we spent any, once Shannon and I spent any time together without the other woman being in town, it really quickly became apparent that obviously we had a lot of chemistry, just the two of us. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't long before I realized I had to break up with the other woman so that we could be together without going behind anybody's back. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so that sort of takes us, is that sort of you guys started dating then officially the two of you like around two years ago or so? Well, it was, it was almost two years ago that we met on jam cruise. And then there was like a two month period where we were um, not officially dating. Cause we were only hanging out yep. when, you know, the other woman was, was in town. So, right. So not quite two years. Uh, it would be it'll be two years in January uh, that we met, and then two years, I guess, in March that uh, we started dating officially. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you came together, was the agreement we were going to go at this from the non-monogamous open perspective at the very beginning? Yeah, I mean that was how you know that was how we met, and we both had uh, you know an interest in that. Um, we both didn't really, you know, it's, I mean, it was fun for us, uh, obviously, you know, with that, we, we, we met under the circumstances of having fun in group scenarios with other people. So it was a very smooth transition. There was not really a question of being monogamous. I don't think ever with us. But, and I feel like in the beginning, like you had the great pleasure of like, in my mind, like seeking out new relationships or new sexual hookups was like through my girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, and was, I have was, like really hot girlfriends. She has some really hot girlfriends, and that <laughs> so, was you so. Know, Dave so. lucked out in the beginning, and I was like, dude, this is not what this is like. <laughs> you're like you're fucking lucky. Like I'm, I know I'm really pretty. But my girlfriends are like way prettier than I am. No, that's and not. and they had not been with women other than like 
a make out at a frat party situation before. Yeah, we went through we went through a, a period of time when we first were were dating um, that we had a lot of great, really really sexy experiences with. We basically seduced all of Shannon's friends. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. And I know they're going to be listening to this, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, ladies. We love you. And I was Are just curious. Yeah, that's now? what I was going to yes, ask. Like, yes, absolutely. Oh, as, 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 as we should. So you know, and and I always. Uh, and I, and I, and I don't find it surprising that we are, because I mean, that wasn't, you know, cause I, we did the same thing. My ex-wife and I, like we would, we would sleep with a lot of our friends. And to me, that's, that's, that, that's great. Like I, I hear from people a lot that they don't want to do that because what if it screws up the friendship? And to me, mature adult people, like if, if everybody's on board, there's no reason why it should screw up the friendship. Like let's all just be adults about it. And have fun together where we're all it's easier that way when you're already friends with somebody to me because you already have a base relationship that sex is just one more thing when it's introduced that you can you can add it or take it away and it doesn't you know and 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 that's where we're at we've we've taken it away we don't have sex with any of these friends anymore but when i hang out with them without him he's like did you fuck us i'm like no i didn't i swear I, mean, I, try, I, I tried, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had a lot. We had a lot of great nights, and we had a lot of fun, and we moved past that with you know those people. But we're still friends with them, and you know, and I, I think that's that's the way that it should be. So where did it go from there? Um, so then from there, so then we, so actually, so we have a we have this dynamic where about every six months, Shannon kind of freaks out and breaks up with me. So this, I, I need to preface this with, with an underlying of I am, the reason I moved to Colorado was because I was living back East and I'm applying to master's and doctorate programs. And I was living in Philadelphia and applied to six programs and didn't get into any of them. So I moved to Colorado because my lease was up and I wanted to explore new situations, but my plan was still to go back East to go back and pursue further education. So that is like an underlying thing. So sure. when we have broken up, it's because I'm like, oh, well, we're going to break up anyway. I'm going back to school. You know, I'm I'm, I'm leaving you to go back to school anyway. So that's been like an underlying so why push thing. This? Yeah. yeah. So why even continue this? If, we, if, I, if there's any bump in the road, I'm like, well, I'm going to be leaving soon. So like, let me go like sow my seeds. <laughs> As so there was, yeah. So like probably, so just a little over a year ago. So we had been, you know, probably after the first six months of us being seriously together, the two of us, we, we broke up one time um, and then very quickly got back together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- this is our pattern, you know, Shannon breaks up with me. We, we went, we went through, um, but, but yeah, that is part of the story. Um, we, sh- we broke up and then we decided to get back together and try to be totally open I think maybe at, at first we were just thinking like I don't even think we were thinking we were getting back together. I think we were just thinking let's just be Break booty calls. Be let's just be sex. friends with benefits. And um, but we're we're I mean that just never works for us. We've tried it a couple of times. But we're too much in love. And uh, we went through uh, maybe a couple of weeks where we were trying to be just friends with benefits and just be totally open to seeing other people. And we totally failed at it. Um, Shannon hooked up with this guy as in a threesome with this with this other girl and this guy 
And then I went to California to uh, see some concerts and, you know, I, I, I made out with two women and old, old women that old, I should not be jealous of <laughs> older women that, you Sorry. know, that I've known for a long time that have always been older than me that <laughs> got into a late night conversation. No, you shouldn't have been jealous of them. Cause it's <laughs> not, they're not. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> She, I, I was struggling with my own jealousy about the threesome that she had had, but I think I was being a lot more successful, um, dealing with that jealousy and like letting her do her thing. And I was like, okay, well then I can do my thing. And I just made out with a couple of girls in San Francisco and girls, women, older they're women, they're like 60s. They're like, no, they're not in their 60s. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. One of them is probably. 50 and the other one's probably like 47 okay hey no judgment here no not at all i'm just saying i shouldn't have felt jealous but i did because i was insecure about she got really jealous and and when i came home when i came when i came home we you know we talked about it and we decided we had to rein it in we were not ready for that level of openness and so then i think we spent the next six months probably not fooling around with anybody else and, and really just focusing on, on ourselves and our own relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we went and then last, just, just, and then probably around last jam cruise. So a year after we had met last January, pre COVID by a couple of months, we started talking about opening up again to where we had been before we had crashed and burned by trying to open up too much and just start bringing in other people again. And uh, then we, yeah, we, and we, so we started doing that again. Um, instead of just, you know, we started to branch out to <clears throat> other couples, which was something that I don't think Shannon really had, had experience with as being a part of a couple and, and switching full swap with another couple. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, you know, we met some great people. We had some great times doing that. And it was really kind of like, okay, great. We're back, you know? And, and we're back at a new level. We're, we're, we're doing things we haven't done together before. We're being very successful. This is great. And then, and then COVID hit. And, you know, we had to quit all that again. Mm -hmm. And then and I, we went through another six months where we were. So, and then back to like me thinking I was going back to school mm -hmm. and moving back east. So um, my lease was up in April and I moved in here in April into this into into Dave's one bedroom condo. He was living in a five bedroom house before he still owns it but is now renting it out. But so we moved in here and I was supposed to live here for like a month and COVID hit. And so my plan to move back east and be my sister's maid of honor and live with her in her home in Philly with her fiance for free so I could save money so I could go back to school and get my doctorate and not have so many loans and all this shit. Everything just hit the fan. So I was feeling like pressured and out of control and unable to do what my plan was. I'm, I'm a planner um, and kind of like freaked out. And my best friend from high school who lives in Denver had a room available way out of my price range, but I was like, I can do that for a couple months. And so Dave and I broke up in the end of July, beginning of August and were separated for like a month. Almost two months. And then... Because I think it was like mid-July. Didn't we go to Aspen like July 17th yeah, or something? It was, yeah. After that. Yeah. Um, and then realized that like 
we wanted to be together and it was like good for us. Um, but now we live in like separate houses and can cohabitate so much better. Cause like, cause we have our own space to, to get away to. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it was a, a moving into a one bedroom place together was never, uh, you know, a great idea. And especially then when we were, when COVID hit and it's like, Oh, you can't even go stay at a friend's house overnight to get away just for a night. We were just on top of each other for, for all of this time. Um, it, you know, it was, it was, it was a recipe for disaster for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, we were, I mean, so then we were apart for, for almost two months. And then, I mean, my, my version of, of how we got back together was not that we realized that we really wanted to be together. What was it? Shannon started trying to booty call me as, as, as she. Hang on. Can you hear us? Cause I can't hear you. We haven't talked. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> Emma, Emma, Emma's fake laughing over here. She's like, <laughs> no, I'm great. I'm just enjoying the story. Okay. I'm, like, I'm, just making, I'm just making okay. sure that you're, that she's feeling like you're laughing, but we can't hear you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Shannon started trying to booty call me. She started sending me like, nudes one night um, topless i don't think nudes. Like, topless. topless she topless. said these well i mean they were you could have been nude. i don't know it was just the upper half she she started sending me these these topless photos and they were dressed to, to you no one me. else oh no <laughs> she sent so I, she told me she sent them to she also sent them to her best friend who was one of the people that we hooked up with back in the day so you end up you end up seducing him back in. You reel him back in after two yeah, months. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, so I, I resisted for like two days, and then I was like, okay, fine, but you know, we need to talk about this. I had started I had started seeing a couple of other people in the interim. Um, you know, I don't I don't wait I don't I don't like to be alone. I mean, that's my that's that's a, a problem that I have. I mean, I I understand that you know it's not it's not a good thing. It's something I need to work on and myself because I have a really hard time being alone. But in that time I had, um, you know, met, uh, this married woman on field that it was like, you know, perfect scenario for a guy on the rebound. Cause there was no commitment. She was married. She, I was just a hookup for her. And then also dating a woman that I've known for 20 years. And we had just never been single at the same time before, you know, when, when, uh, I had a lot of doubt about Shannon's intention and how serious she was about wanting to get back together. So I was like, you know, I, if, if we're going to be hanging out again together, we need, you know, to be different than we were before because I'm not feeling secure enough in, in this relationship to give up the other people that I'm, that I'm seeing. And on her side, I think that she was feeling like, well, a big part of my fear and why I keep breaking up with you is because of the, the commitment and not being able to do other things or see other people. So that made us decide to, okay, well, let's try this again. We had tried it like a year ago to be totally open, to be not just swingers and not just having group sex with people, but let's be mm-hmm. able to date on our own. So that's what we're really you know trying to do now. And we're reading books and we're working through each situation as it comes up and it is hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at first it was very like, okay, like, so like, okay, Mondays 
so I play pool um, and Mondays at my bar is free pool where it was. So I was like, okay, so Mondays I get to go do whatever they want. Also Sundays, cause I like to watch football and he's a 49ers fan. That's for the birds. <laughs> so like I was trying to schedule my free days around my, you know, hobbies, hobbies. Yeah. and was like realizing that like, okay, well like, other people that like we'll be dating don't work around my Sunday football, Monday free pool at my bar situation. And it was like, Oh wow. Like this is like an adult kind of situation where we have to like talk about things and work things out. But I feel like it was kind of working. Yeah. And I, and I was just putting, I was putting up a lot. I, I, I had, you know, kind of forgotten about that until she started to say it because this was, this was just what two months ago that, I was being very adamant of like, listen, we're not going to, we're not going to spend more than three nights a week together. If we're, if we're trying to do this, I'm only letting you back in so much, you know, and I've got, I've got to keep you at arm's length the rest of the time. Like no more than three nights a week, but we're like, we're hanging out. I'd come over and he would make me like come pick up the parking pass. I'm like, dude, I know I'm the only bitch (laughs) who uses parking pass. You weren't at that time though. I had to have that parking pass for my married girl. And she could have parked on the street. She could park in the street, but it was one of those things where I was get, getting upset that I was like, "You're gonna make me have like come into your house or like." So you so this was back in August ish that you September. got back September that you got back together. Yeah, just and so ago, yeah. just like just out of curiosity, do you at this point are you sort of viewing this as a non hierarchical kind of thing, or are you sort of viewing it as Shannon and Dave are primary partners who then have the freedom to date other people. Yeah, that, but I think that we have a lot to learn about that because I think, you know, the more that I learn, I I understand why people uh, are relationship anarchists, right? I understand what the, some of the issues. So yes, a lot. So a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of polyamorous people preach that having a relationship hierarchy doesn't work. Right. And uh, they they are relationship anarchists. That's kind of the opposite view in poly, in polyamory. Okay, I get and, it. I get that. And we, no, we definitely have a hierarchy. We definitely see each other as each other's primary partners. But I can, you know, as as we learn more about this and experience it more, I can definitely see how that could be difficult for some of the people that you date. Right? Like sometimes, I mean, it's it's got to be hard to present to someone. It's hard to present to someone like, hey. I really like you and I'd like to see you and I'd like you to be a part of my life and have a relationship with you, but you're always going to be second, third, third to me, what? Me oh, first, then, me, me first, then oh. you. And <laughs> no. So I just had a really interesting, um, one of my first separate relationships that Dave has actually never even met. Um, this partner of mine, him and I are friends from, um, our billiards team and we became very close. And we're like, Dave would always be like, oh, you guys like, did you guys like fuck tonight? I'm like, no, we just made out. We just, and it was very kind of PG. And I very recently found out that there was a reason for it. And it was a, um, he was taken advantage of and I was not aware. And he has had at a young age and he has had very few partners and he is well aware of my situation and our situation. And I just found out like within the last week that he, of of his situation and was like, why are you willingly signing yourself up 
to be with someone like me in a relationship that you would be the second or, you know, you're not the primary partner. He was, he was, he was having a lot of issues. Um, you know, he was, he, he was saying that he was, he was good with the situation and he understood it because Shannon was being totally honest with him and communicating everything to him. And he was, you know, telling her, yeah, no, that's, you know, I'm good with that. I understand. I'm fine with that. But he was exhibiting behavior that was showing that he was definitely not okay with it. He was, he, you know, he was, he was very much feeling um, left out and, and not uh, like he was getting enough attention. And so we, yeah, we just had our, our first experience of having to, you know, Shannon having yeah. to like break up with somebody. And he's like my really good friend. And it was a type of situation I wouldn't even like have gotten involved in with a friend and was just so shocked of the lack of experience or not like that matters, but like the fact that he, there was a reason he wanted to be, to play that role. And it was because there was no like responsibility of having to be like the primary person to provide all of that. And that's what he thought he wanted, but when it came down to it, he really couldn't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just kind of crazy. Cause like, I just dealt with that between yesterday and today. I was like, not yesterday. like, and it was one of the situations where it's like, I, I'm, I'm seeking someone that wants to have the second, not secondary at all, but like, somebody that, that is also like as busy and I, I mean I, I, I yeah I mean we're so obviously I, you know obviously you guys we're, we're we're figuring this out you know we, we are a work in progress <laughs> yeah no and I, th- I, th- I mean much. thank thank you both like for the vulnerability on that because I think it's it's important to highlight that that's the, like yeah that, that's a really key part of where you're at right now absolutely yeah. oh my god yeah. yeah you're you're in the middle of it and I think you know there's probably a handful of people listening and saying, that's why you don't fuck your friends. Right. And, and I think there's, there's, there's two sides to that coin, right? Like you had the amazing experience and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying don't fuck your friends. I'm saying there is that risk of it can be super amazing. And then you can wind up in this situation where if it doesn't work out, like, yeah. you want it. and like, well, and, I think- and hang on. And this being said, like he, him and I are friends, but like, we are like, he was on my pool league team, like billiards. We hung out every Tuesday right. for, you know, 12 weeks for, you know, tw- twice a year for two years in a row. He's not right. like my good friend. Um, but right. I knew him on like kind of like a social aspect. Um, but now it's like, like the, the amount of respect I have for him because I only know him in that regard. It's not like he's one of my girlfriends who I've seen through every situation, thick and thin kind of thing. Right. But also, I mean, I think, uh, you know, to, to, to your point, Finn, um, I, th- I think that highlights, what, you know, def- one of the many, many challenges and differences between polyamory and, and just being non-monogamous in a, in a, in a, in a purely sexual way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, it's one thing to just fuck your friends um, when you, when everybody knows that it's just sex. Right. Right. That's totally different than starting to date your friends and yeah. then, and then having it not work out and having to break up with them. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, you know, that, I mean, you introduce emotion and, and actual relationships beyond just, Hey, we're all just fucking, we're all just having a good time. And now, you know, to, Oh, 
I'm, I'm in a relationship, but it's an open relationship. I'm going to date you and hang out with you. It's a totally different level of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, like you said, like you guys are right in it right now. You're, you're back together a couple of months and you're, you've been, you've, you've done non-monogamy in various ways, sort of all of the ways almost at this point. And you're, but I, you know, I think what's exciting, right. Is you're, like you said, you're reading the books, you're listening to the podcasts, you're really diving in and trying to figure out how to make it work. And right. Like you're still, and we all are, right. You're still learning the right terms and the different ways that people do this. And is, you know, is hierarchy good for us or is relationship anarchy or somewhere in between? Like there's so many, so many different ways to approach it that like, well, and it sounds like you two aren't afraid to try different things. Like that's obviously your history is, is part of that. Like you're, sure. you're willing to be like, okay, let's try this. If it doesn't work, we can adjust and, and re you know, change direction. Yeah. Well, I've all, you know, I mean, I've always said, you know, going back to, to my experiences with my ex-wife that not swinging or non-monogamy, any, any level of non-monogamy, it, you know, when, when friends ask us about it, uh, I, I always say, it's it, it's basically just a constant process of trial and error. You right. know, <laughs> you're just constantly trying things and figuring out. Oh, hey, you know what? Actually, that doesn't work for me. It's 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 a constant process of trial and error, wrong, and then communication. No, you know, trial and error, and then communicating about it and figuring <laughs> out. Okay, is that something that we can? adjust and make that work better or is it something that we're just not into at all yeah. you know so that those are, i think those are like the two pillars and uh, of, of non-monogamy is just trial and error and communicate yeah do you see your relationship going in a certain direction other than just trying to na- continue to navigate this being more pol- on the poly side of things i mean i think that i think that for us a big part of why we are striving to make this work and figure this out is because like Shannon said, since we met, it has always been hanging over our heads that we have a we have an expiration date. You know, we have a time limit. She's at some point she's going to move back to the East Coast, and I'm not. I'm you know I'm I, I can visit, but I'm I'm not leaving Denver. My my. But you hang on, hang on. But you make it sound like I'm going back to the East Coast because like that's where I'm going to end up. No, I'm going back to the no. East Coast because I am going to be, you're going to have to call me next time you guys see me you're going to be called to call me dr shannon <laughs> and no, that, I, oh, sorry and that's why that's the case and mm-hmm. i think that's part of the reason that this has been such like a a deal kind of thing is because we know that it's not going to be we're not going to be residing in the same place for and we, and, right and, and and we love each other very much i mean we want we want to be together and we want to find a way to make it work and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to say that we weren't going to be, that there was anything. I was other just than, trying to plug the whole doctor okay. thing. <laughs> Got it. Just, um, but yeah, I mean, I, just that it's always been hanging over our heads that at some point, um, if we are going to be together, it's going to have to be long distance. And we're both very sexual people. Obviously, I don't think either of us has any uh, illusions that we could have a long distance relationship and have it be monogamous. That would just never right work so right um and also group sex is really fun well and that's yeah i mean <laughs> that i mean that's what it's always been about for me you know when people when when people ask i mean for for me i just like to say you know my kink is group sex 
that's just what I'm into. That's what I, that's what I, that's, that's what I think is more fun than, than anything else. So, um, yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about like kinky sex and I feel like we talked about like all this, like (laughs) dramatic, not dramatic, but like democratic relationship shit. But that's okay. And I, yeah, I don't think people talk too much about the details of their kinky sex on their podcast. I haven't heard too much of that. Oh, no, no I was no, talking I, about ours. I don't, I don't care about theirs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. I'm and I kid- think – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. no you I'm just that. half kidding and just like, enjoy just making people laugh about yeah. – we're, 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 we're a couple tequila shots in. We're starting to, no, we're starting to loosen up now. You're fine. No, I think it's, it's great. And I think like – and what we were thinking is maybe would be a really good – option here is like because you guys are sort of at the beginning slash right in the heat of it and maybe like getting close to like leaving it there and we can bring it back you know in a year or two years and hear like how has it evolved because i think it sounds like you know you've learned a lot even just in the last two months and that in the next few months and year is going to be a lot of growth and learning and experiences that would be really, really exciting to, to hear about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I agree. I mean, it's, yeah, we, we've definitely learned a lot in a, in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, yeah, I, I was saying to you guys before we started recording, I, 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 I cannot express enough the, the difference in difficulty to me between swinging and polyamory. It's, it is an exponential difference in, in, in difficulty that yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've become very, very accustomed to not feeling jealousy in, in, you know, many different situations, but, you know, I mean, like we, like we've said, we, we both have a, a good amount of experience in non-monogamous situations. And I have been through a lot where I I've become very accustomed to like, Oh, it's not a big deal to watch the woman that I love getting fucked by another man. It's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, um, uh, I, I, I love, you know, I'm, I, I'm trying to in, figure out how to actually introduce it into the vocabulary on a regular basis, but the word compersion, yeah. right. It's such, you know, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but that, I, 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 I believe in that, you know, that feeling of, of being happy watching your partner, being experiencing pleasure, whether it's from you or from somebody else, but the level of jealousy that comes up when you're just wondering what they're doing, when you're not around to see it and to watch it, or even just be in the next room. Um, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's really difficult. Yeah, for sure. So this weekend for the first time, we're going to see a couple that we have seen together, but we're going to see separately. So I will get to see the husband. gentleman and mm-hmm. you're going to hang out with his gorgeous wife mm-hmm. separately. Yeah. Which shall be interesting. Yeah. We're going to try that because the last time we hung out with them together, we kind of separated for a little while. We were doing, you know, different room stuff. And um, I think we both had, we both had connections with, with them individually that made us feel like, and, and they're at a, they're, they're beyond us. You know, I think, I feel like we have a lot to learn from them actually, because they have, uh, been this level of open for a while where they date separately. Um, they, they date together. Like they've dated, been dating us together for a while, but uh, they seem very to really have a good handle on dating separately. 
So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna split up and go on completely separate dates with them and yeah. see what we yeah. can learn from that. Yeah. That's I mean that's super exciting. And I think like again, we're both like super excited to see where you two take this. We might even not even have to wait yeah, a year. Yeah, we don't have to wait a year. Maybe <laughs> maybe six months we'll be able to get an update. So I think I mean, if you guys are okay, I think we'd love to leave it there um, as a sort of to be continued because I think it's really laid the groundwork uh, the groundwork for what's to come. And I think we're excited and I imagine people listening are excited to see how it, how it works out. And where you go. Yeah, thanks. As am I. I mean, I'm just as <laughs> so excited <are> as <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting no matter what. We're 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 in for it and uh we're Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna see you guys at uh are you guys going to Desire next year? Because I already uh, I told her I decided we're going. Yeah, next year. I don't we know. Don't next know year yet. we we are I assuming there's knows. a vaccine and we're all yeah. we're all safe to do stuff like that again. Yeah, we'll have to see where everything's a little up in the air. So yeah, I would love to. I mean it's it's amazing. It's amazing, so. but we'll we'll see. We're kind of playing it by ear right now. Yeah. And then maybe Jam Fest 2023 for us. <laughs> it's, it's, called, Jam it's called Jam Cruise. Oh, Jam Cruise. Well, I guess it's going to be hard. No, it's totally fun. It's, totally it's going to be hard for me to find if I don't know the fucking name. Um, I have to say, this was really nice, guys. Thank you so much. I, as I said, I, I was nervous, but you guys are like super, like, you know, natural. We're, and... we're all right. Yeah. yeah, you're okay. I think I think right. it has a lot to do with the not wearing pants while you interview people. It probably yeah, well, you weren't supposed to see that, so that's. <laughs> you, but you, uh, start, you start the interview like this, and I'm like, he's jerking just, off, or no, nope, I'm on a bouncy ball. So, well, thank you, thank, uh, you, thank so you both, much. yeah, for your vulnerability and for opening up and sharing and reaching out, and we're excited to to hear where it goes. Yeah, have okay. a great rest of your night. Yeah, you guys Thanks, as well. Guys. Nice, nice to fun. meet you. Yeah. And we're back. Thank you so much to Dave and Shannon for reaching out and being so vulnerable with us and just, yeah, sharing everything you did. We are super excited to get your story out there. Yeah, and to hear how it evolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. There's so much more coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As we said at the beginning, we were going to talk a little bit more about Patreon and what that is. So we'll do that really quickly here. Um, And again, just a thank you to everyone maybe who's still listening that is a Patreon member. Uh, Your support of the show is so appreciated and we love you all. But basically what Patreon is, is it's a platform that allows content creators like podcasters and musicians to get uh, monthly like uh, contributions or pledges to support the work that they do. And we've used ours to build a community around the show uh, in which we do, um, as we said in the intro, we do like a women's call and we do a men's call. We do monthly discussions where people come together on Zoom and just support each other and help each other through anything that's going on. And we also have a, a MeWe chat, which is like a, a chat room app mm-hmm. uh, with probably close to 100 members in it right now. And it's just a daily, you know, something you can jump in there if you need something to pick you up or you have something going on or maybe you want to share something amazing going on. People are always sharing things, helping each other out. This week, it's been all about the snowstorm out east. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's a fun place to hang out with other people who are open minded uh, like yourself. So. It's just a couple of bucks to join, um, as cheap as $2. And yeah, if check it out. If it's not for you, you can always cancel. It doesn't hurt our feelings. Um, but if you're looking for community right now, it's, it's something that we've really found a lot of benefit in this last year and just has meant a lot to us. So thank you. 
And also wanted to quickly mention that our next virtual meet and greet is in February. And these are separate from our Patreon. Uh, this is open to anyone who wants to sign up. It's only $10. And what we do is we get everyone in a big Zoom room. Um, we do a few icebreakers and, um, and then we break into small breakout rooms in Zoom and you get to have a talking point and get to meet people and for a handful of minutes and then you get back into the big room we scramble the rooms and you go back out and meet new people. So we've been doing these for a while now since like last May I think and they are amazing. They've been growing every month and we love this time with all of you. So if please, we'd love for you to join us, check it out. Um, they're really low pressure too. Like you can share as little or as much as you would like to. So um, yeah, they're not like a sexually charged. No, event. like it's just, it's a way to get to know people and people from all across the spectrum of non-monogamy and everything. Like it's, we have quads, triads, couples, singles. So it's open to everybody. Um, and yeah, we'd love to see you there. Yes. For more information, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you can find meet and greet information up at the top. You can also find the button for Patreon. You can contact us, leave us a voicemail, write us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also see podcast show notes for that all the episodes. That was a lot of stuff. It was. Yeah, you, just, you, just, like, you were like one of the people at the end of a car commercial. I know, just ticking through. Disclaimers. <laughs> ticking through, ticking through. Next week, well, let me pause. And Pause, say, take a breath. <laughs> um, this Friday, we have a drop for Power of Witness, which I mentioned in the intro. So be on the lookout for that. And then next week, we have our normal scheduled interview um, with Anna and Groot. Yeah, another amazing discussion, as you would expect, as we expect. And we will see you in a week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>